In the springtime, the swallows fly to Capistrano, bees head for the flowers, and kids here in Southern California take off for Palm Springs. Live from Palm Springs, everything great about living here. It's Pop City on iHub Radio with Bobby Eeks and Melissa Neiderman. Hey, Melissa. <laughs> How are you, Bobby? <laughs> I'm really doing good. I'm up to my elbows and uh, remodeling. It's a dusty mess, but uh, it's fun. It's going really well. So what have, they done? How, what have they done so far? Uh, well, uh, they pretty much... Uh, demoed all the bathrooms and uh the master bedroom and everything um so we're living in the den everything's all taped off and uh and we're just waiting for them to put it all back together now (laughs) so is the demolition finished that part or is it still going on demolition is finished and and the pulling the popcorn ceilings off you know uh, scraping those off that's all finished so that that's really good that's the uh you know the real messy dusty part yeah do you have an interior designer to help you or are you doing this yourself no i'm kind of doing it myself sweet uh my contractor she's helping me a lot um and my friends you know anybody that comes by I'm, i'm getting their opinion but the problem is you really just have to go with what you want because one person will come over and say oh you got to do this 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 Mm -hmm. and then the next person will have their complete opposite opinion so right you're the one living in it yeah so i i have you know i have my ideas and david and i tend to agree a lot on things so i think we're just going to go with um with what we want did you you did your house in palm springs right yourself you designed it yeah well, you yeah. did a beautiful job, so Thank I'm you. sure it's going to be gorgeous. How about you? Did you design your uh, bathroom? Well, I had help. The contractor we had was also an interior designer. And, um, you know, I knew what I wanted, and then he just helped me along with just color s- schemes and actually materials, you know, the textures, what goes together. It's pretty yeah. cool. It's yeah. tricky, you know, getting it all. It's it's like a domino effect. Oh, you know who's been helping me? Who? Is Gail. Gail Keggy at oh, Ferguson. Oh. Yeah. She's been helping me um, a lot. We've been on the phone almost every day for the past week. And uh, Ferguson is a national chain, and there's one here in Savannah. Uh, but everything... Uh, I think it's pretty much closed except for appointment only. And uh, so we've been working together over the phone and she's really been very, very helpful because oh. we're, we're, we've demoed all the bathrooms. So we're starting from scratch and I'm having to learn all about shower valves and, you know, all of that. I didn't really know too much about that. So thanks. A big shout out to Gail. Cool. Yeah. No, she was a help with my bathroom as well. But, you know, when you think about it, just um, something to ponder is yeah. cleaning. So pick fixtures that don't do a lot of water staining, you know. Um, I wish I would have thought of that before. That's the one thing I regret. And I, I forget what we... <laughs> what do, you, do you have like polished chrome? Yeah, and it's a pain in the neck. I mean, you have to wipe and clean every day if you don't want any spotting on it. And we have the hard water here, so I don't know what your water's like. It's hard water here, too. Yeah, so you want you really want to think about that. Even though it looks pretty, it sure is a pain to clean. Ugh. Yeah, I so just, think 
Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to call Gail. Gail, scratch all of that. Yeah, yeah. Because I do have like a polished nickel in the master. Mm. See, it's nice. Yeah. Well, you know, she'll help the you other, out. The other two bathrooms are going to have the brushed, which I think is much easier. To, right. Yeah. 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 Definitely. We could do a whole show on remodeling. I know. I, know right? I love all that stuff. And we have so many friends that could be on it with us. My goodness. We know a lot of interior designers and people in the business. Yeah, we've had a few on the show, as a matter of fact. Yeah, Dan Foley and, uh, well, uh, we know Christopher Kennedy, too. And and Richard Reed. Richard Reed, so talented. Right, yeah, yeah he did our kitchen. So, you know, I didn't do a total demolish the kitchen. He just helped me with a few things, so that was cool. And he did Teresa's, which I oh, love. Oh, gorgeous, gorgeous. gorgeous. Oh, speaking of Teresa and Tristan, this, yeah. this past Thursday was their 25th anniversary so happy anniversary Teresa and Tristan oh my goodness yeah can you believe it five years wow and they were probably I think they dated for a long time yes yes she said five years so they're I think together 30 years in June sometime and then their birthdays are coming up in June so yeah they got a lot of celebration to do sheltering in (laughs) yeah so what is the status there in uh, Palm Springs with the sheltering well, uh, I, I mean, probably John knows more than I do, but I heard that the possibility of restaurants doing a uh, little bit of an opening uh, coming up in a couple weeks. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Right. Uh, Is that true, John? I think that's what it sounds like right now, that they're moving towards that and just making sure that uh, everybody has the space requirements and the cleaning stuff and all that down. Um, you know, they just announced uh, this week that uh, Spotlight 29 is going to reopen. Uh, they mm-hmm. haven't said anything yet about the other casinos here in the in the valley, but that they're talking about not just the casinos, but also the restaurants and bars in them. So well, we are moving that direction. Oh, well, Mark, Gail's mm-hmm. husband, Mark uh, mm-hmm. Kretzmeyer, he, um, he's just got called back to work. He's a dealer at Agua. Oh. So I think I think they must be opening. <laughs> oh, well, then yeah. there you go. Well, yeah. That's cool. I know Morongo is opening Friday. Oh, cool. Or did Friday, yeah. I just uh, heard on the news, or actually David told me, that the CDC just uh, kind of did a complete turnaround on what they had been saying, and now they're saying that it is almost, it's very, very hard for the virus to be transmitted via surfaces. Good. So that that's going to really make a big difference in cool. I can still see nose and restaurants and things like that. Um, so nice. that's uh, that's the latest. If that's if that's true, of course things go back and forth. They seem to flip flop. Yeah. Um, but uh, I hope I hope that's that's the case. My sister just got the uh, antigen test. She's outside of D.C. and. Um, she thought for sure she had had it, but she did not. And I think a lot of people, that's the case that they're finding, that uh, they thought they had it because they got, you know, sick as dogs whenever, you know, January, February. Uh, but a lot of those people, they're finding there really isn't a, a lot of positive tests coming back. So, it, but if I took the test, I really do hope I already I know. Got, right. it, got over it. But I was sure Teresa and Tristan had it. They did. They theirs was negative as well for the antibody. Oh, they took a test. Yeah. Yeah. I was so. Sh- they they were really really sick, just like everything they described. This all the symptoms. So, wow. but they also say that um you know it, they 
not always right, the results. The test, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So mm-hmm. who knows? We'll see. But mm-hmm. I'm just glad things are hopefully starting to get back to a little bit of, you know, getting to see our friends and being a little social again. What have you been doing? Oh, you know, the usual Zoom, Zoom, and Zoom. <laughs> zoom, zoom. <laughs> zoom and Zoom and Zoom in. Oh, I wish I had stock in Zoom. <laughs> I know, right? That's what we were saying. We were talking, Rick said the same thing. He's like, dang, why didn't I figure that out? I said, who would have known? Yeah. I didn't even know what Zoom was until this happened. So. No, I don't think many people did. No, not, not at all. Not. Hey, right. so I have a bunch of questions and some things to talk to you about. I watched the story of soaps that was on last night. It was on ABC. Mm-hmm. Did you hear about this? Do you know no. about this? I don't know. I didn't hear anything about it. Oh, okay, so it's a show that was put together to um, talk about uh, exactly the soaps themselves, how they came about, some, talking about uh, All My Children, General Hospital, and the addiction that they had and how they brought the reality shows also. But um, my first question is, why all of a sudden do you think that they're doing this? Why do you think they're bringing this back? I I tell you, I... <laughs> I have a hunch about it because people, they have been doing a lot of uh, publicity for things like All My Children. I did, Like I said, I did that Entertainment Weekly reunion Zoom. Uh, and I have a feeling there's something in the works as far as bringing back All My Children. I, I'm not sure. I'm well, not sure. That's just my hunch because you usually don't have, uh, you know, that much attention all at once concentrated at, at, at one, you know, time, if, if just because, you know, so. Well, that's, well, that's what they talked about. They talked about um, the addiction of soaps and how important they were to people during rough times. So mm-hmm. it just felt like they were kind of setting up for, hey, people, ah. this might be happening. And they, they um, talked heavily about All My Children and General Hospital. Those two shows were the biggest one that they spoke more about. Was this an ABC special? It was. It was an ABC okay. special. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they talked about just the addiction of it which was really interesting. Why do you think soap operas were so addictive? Well, one thing that just came to mind when you talk about how important they are, the one great thing about soaps, they can be so topical because the turnaround is, you know, you you film and you're usually a couple weeks ahead before they they broadcast. And so you can be very, very topical, you know, like a, 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 a primetime sitcom or a drama, they, they tape well in advance, but the soaps, are just so timely. And if something happens like this pandemic, they can turn around and in two weeks time, their stars, their front burner storylines can be talking about it. And so that's the beauty of soaps and they're daily. Uh, so people feel like, okay, they're, they're family, they're part of the family. And, uh, so I think, you know, I, 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 I think we haven't seen the end. Of course, we didn't see the end of soaps. There's still four soaps on the air, but I think some of the other ones can be should be coming back. Bobby, weren't, weren't so. you at yeah. weren't you at All My Children when the 9/11 stuff took place? And did that get in any way integrated into the storyline? 
I don't believe it did. I don't believe it did. I, and I was not on the show at that time, uh, but I did talk to, you know, people like Eden Regal, who was in the makeup room when they were all watching the televisions and, and they were seeing this happen in real time and how just devastating it was because people had family that lived downtown and family that worked in the World Trade Center. And it was just, it right. was very, very tough. Uh, they talked about that for years to come. Um but I didn't come on for a couple of years after that. Mm. Well, they talked about that most about how all my children really touched on social issues more than any other soap. So mm-hmm. I thought that that was really interesting because they kept making that point. Interesting. <laughs> and actually, touching on this, uh, yeah. Eden's character it, had that a lot between the gay stuff and the rape stuff yeah. and all that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that David's was... got David's walking through the kitchen here in a bath towel. Just I we're don't go in front of the <laughs> Oh, is that screen on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and also it's audio also, honey. <laughs> awesome oh my gosh oh boy maybe um we can take pictures and put it on the ihub radio website there (laughs) yeah get away so when we come back i have a a great little story from carol burnett that was on the show it's hysterical so i we i've got to tell you this story that burnett did great for uh daytime tv so i want to continue this when we get back And this is Pop City on iHubRadio.com. See you soon. This resort compares favorably with the French Riviera in every department. Palm Springs is where it swings. You're going places with Bobby and Melissa. It's Pop City. On iHub Radio. So you have to be about correct? I hear. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you now. It was an echo, so. Okay. Uh, you have a story about Carol Burnett, who, by the way, is one of my favorite people of all time. Oh, yeah, and because she was on. Um, all My Children. All My Children, that's right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so here's her story. So she had to go to Europe. Um, obviously, this was either before she was on it, I think. But anyway, she was going to Europe, so she told her really good friend that she couldn't uh, watch her show, All My Children. So could her friend please send her a telegram, (laughs) those days, telegram to let her know what was going on in the show. So the telegram comes in and the man, you know, they could, people could see telegrams in those days, you know, when they delivered them. So he comes up to her room and he deliver and he hands her the telegram and she sees his face is like pained. And so she looks at the telegram, and the telegram just says, Erica has been kidnapped. Um, we don't know what's going to happen. 
so and so had to go back into rehab. So and so <laughs> is having some serious surgery, and she's reading it, and she, the guy's still standing there. And she said she started crying so hard because she was laughing so hard. And then finally, she got the words out to the guy. She goes, "Oh, this is just my daytime soap. No worry." But the way she told the story, it was just so awesome. It was really, really good. That person said, "Oh, I hate to be the bearer of bad news." For yeah. Carol, this is awful. This is horrible news. Oh. Somebody, somebody in rehab, somebody in surgery. It's it was just funny. <laughs> it was really funny. So she so, was on that special as well, huh? Yes, she was yeah. on that special. It was interesting the people that they chose. I don't know. I guess they couldn't get some people, but um <laughs> Well, they obviously couldn't get me. I know. I was like, where did Bobby? They didn't they didn't even get Tristan to talk about General Hospital, which I was really surprised. Yeah. They showed him for maybe a split second. What about yeah. Tony Geary? They did um uh, yeah, they did a thing about Tony, I mean Laura and uh Jesus. Luke, their their storyline. They talked about Tristan's daughter's storyline a little bit, um, and that you know they when the AIDS uh, epidemic with her, I guess Tristan's daughter's boyfriend ended up um, contracting AIDS. So they did talk about that. So again, you know, bringing that up made me think. I think they're really setting it up to bring back um, all my children. Well, if they do, they better bring back. Bobby and Michael Knight together. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, thanks, John. I, I think Michael Knight has been doing Days of Our Lives. It, days or General Hospital? Maybe General Hospital. Yeah, really? That's, that's uh, fine. I'm glad he's working he's, and all, but he has to go back to being Tad the Cad. Oh, Absolutely. yeah. Yeah, no, and I'm sure, well, I'm speaking for Michael, but I'm sure if given the choice, he would definitely go back to all my children if he had that choice. Yeah, Tad was, he's just, he's iconic. That character is iconic. I've never, I've worked with very few, I mean, he's probably one of the top actors that I've ever worked with. He's Wasn't just he like a so teenager good. when he started on that show? Yes. His character was, his character was, he might not have actually been a teenager, but he played a teenager. Yeah. Same with Lucci. People think she was a, she was, she played a teenager, but she was a little bit older than, than her character. Really? Yes, but don't talk about that because I got chided once by the the show's publicist telling me before an interview at uh, Super Soap Weekend in Florida, whatever you do, don't ask Susan any questions that might allude to her age. (laughs) (laughs) And what's the first question or thing I said out of my mouth? Oh, you know, I used to watch you when my grandparents would watch you every day when I visit them during (laughs) summer break. (laughs) And Michael Cohen's just going, no, no. (laughs) Wow. You know, they they talked about um, after they canceled – uh, all my children, how they had um, a phone line for people to call in. And they said, when you called in, they said, press one if you want to complain that all my children was canceled, press two for everything else. And I guess at the time when there were so many people pressing one and screaming in the phone, it actually crashed their whole system because mm-hmm. people were really upset about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, sh- they still are. Yeah. Yeah, they showed, they showed protesting. I mean, you see all these men protesting it, too. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. see, men do out. watch soap operas, too. It's funny, though. Sometimes you would uh, you would meet somebody on the street. Oh, could I get an autograph for my wife or for my mom, you know? Uh, 
address it to uh, Bill. <laughs> you know? they, yeah. they hated to admit that they watched it, but uh, the guys watched them too. Uh, that's that's I know that's what they did talk about too that the guys would go with their wives to you know those the signings or when you guys would go and meet the fans and the the husbands would come up and say you know say something about the show and then they go but I don't watch it and they yeah okay sure yeah but they know everything it. about it they know everything about yeah, it yeah it was really yeah. cute I loved it it was fun it was yeah. fun you know it was fun to reminisce about it but I I going to be honest, I didn't think the show was put together well enough because it didn't have you on it or Tristan on it. It didn't have Walt <laughs> so on last, it. Last Tuesday night? Yeah, last Tuesday night it was on um, Channel 3, yeah, ABC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So anyway, but we have somebody coming up after the news. Right. Uh, speaking of soaps, I met this gentleman in New York City. He was working for Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS. He still does. Uh, and he uh, contacted a lot of us from All My Children to participate in a fundraiser, which ended up ha- happening every single year on Broadway. And Frank Conway is going to be our guest. He's actually sheltering in place in Palm Desert, but we have him right here. And he's going to be with us right after these words on Pop City. Excuse me, sir. We're trying to find out why this big influx of young people to Palm Springs. We are a classy bunch. Live from the Coachella Valley. Making the most of life in the desert, it's Pop City on iHub Radio with Bobby Eeks and Melissa Neiderman. All right, we back and I am so thrilled to be uh, introducing this next guest. He's a friend of mine that I met in New York City through his work with Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS. He uh, started out as an attorney, but soon learned that that wasn't his bag. And so he switched over to uh, nonprofit work and he does what he does so well, but I wanted him to come on and talk about how things have changed in light of this uh, struggle that we're all going through with this pandemic. Um, So we're going to talk to him about how fundraising has changed and also maybe get some of his uh, great stories from over the years working with Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS. Please welcome to Pop City, my good friend, Frank Conway. Hey, Frank. Hey, Bobby. How are you? It's so great to hear from you. So great to hear from you. So you're sheltering in place in Palm Desert, but you still live in New York City. In Palm Desert, I still have my apartment in New York City, and I'm lucky I still have my job with Broadway Care. So we are working remotely, but we are still working. Tell me what you're doing. What are you working on? So on March 12th, they closed Broadway. They said the theaters are closing, and we thought we'd come back in a month because they said, okay, we'll revisit this on the 12th of April. And so what we started doing, we were in the middle of our fundraising, which is our six weeks at Easter and six weeks at Thanksgiving, where if you're in the theater, the star of the show will stop the applause, talk about Broadway Cares. There will be cast members and volunteers holding red buckets. And that is what funds Broadway Cares over the years. So we are only a few days into it when they closed Broadway. So we decided we couldn't just stop. They told us to work remotely. So I said, is Palm Desert remote enough? And I came out here. So we started so many different online things. And one of them is the COVID-19 emergency fund that people have donated to. We've gotten over $5 million in donations from that. And then we have a separate fund that is allowing us to continue some of our grants. Because when this happened, we weren't sure 
how we were going to go on because other organizations get money um, from huge corporations or government grants. Our money comes from dollars in the bucket, in those red buckets after all the shows, as well as major events like Broadway Bears, the Fire Island Dance Festival, the flea market. But a huge portion of our money comes from the Broadway shows, off-Broadway shows and the national tours that are raising money for us. So instead we went online and we're doing that. And we're so lucky we've had people like, there was a group that put together a Mother's Day special that that was online that raised thousands of dollars for us. There are actors who are putting on virtual plays. So you'll have four people in different homes, but doing the play at the same time. They did the late Terrence McNally's Lips Together, Teeth Apart, and it was another phenomenal success. We were able to stream the Disney on Broadway 25th anniversary, which we did live at the New Amsterdam Theater back in November. We were able to get everybody to agree to allow us to do it, because when you take something that's in the theater and you want to put it on television or streaming, there's all kinds of legal restrictions, there's unions, there's all kinds of things. We were able to jump through every one of those hoops, and we raised, again, hundreds of thousands of dollars. And then that money goes directly from us to the Actors Fund. We are one of the major funders of the Actors Fund. We knew we couldn't let this go. So we made a commitment to continue funding the Actors Fund. And since Broadway shut down, we have sent $5 million to them. And the Actors Fund is busier than ever. Everybody at the Actors Fund is working remotely, but they have now awarded excuse me, over $11 million to over 9,000 people in the performing arts and entertainment professionals. And the Actors Fund is for not just people on Broadway, not just stars. It's for everybody in the entertainment industry, the people backstage, the ushers, the costumers. So we are continuing to raise money, bringing money in, sending it out to the Actors Fund and then to some of our other grantees because the need is just as great as it was before Broadway closed as it is now. Absolutely. And my, my co-host, Melissa Neiderman, Melissa, meet Frank. She's, she's also in your line. I mean, she also raises money for the American Cancer Society and for a couple of under, other wonderful charities. So she, she knows what, what you're going through. And I'm sure she has a couple of questions for you about that, too. Sure. Hi, Go ahead, Melissa. How are you? I'm great. Thanks. Okay, great. Um, I did see the uh, Mother's Day um, a video is that was with Bette Midler. It yes. was amazing, by the way. How did mm-hmm. you guys get that going so quickly? I think, was it something really fast that was done or we did you have this plan? Really lucky with this one that was done for us. People said, we want to put this together. Can we use your name and raise money for us for you? So we said, yes, of course. So we promoted it. And we shared it with everybody on social media and we had it running on all the various channels, but it was produced by someone else. And the amount of time that goes into this, Mark Shaman uh, posted something on Facebook last week because he, he and Scott Whitman wrote Hairspray and they did a version of You Can't Stop the Beat with just about everybody who's ever been on Broadway, on the tour, on the film and the TV version and Mark said it took about eight days of editing to put that thing together. We watch it, and it looks great. You know, there's 20 people on, on screen singing all at once, but it's a lot of work. It's, it's a whole different world for us right. because doing stuff digitally, doing stuff online. I'm old school. I've been in this in- industry for 25 years, and my whole goal for the last 25 years was to get as many people into a space as possible. Philip <laughs> Roseland, Philip Hammerstein Ballroom. Fill up the New Amsterdam Theater. Fill up the amphitheater we create on Long Island over the great, the, the Long Island Sound for the dance festival. 
And suddenly your whole mindset changes and thinks we have to find other ways to do this now that don't involve cramming a lot of people into one space. So right now, working online is, is, a, is a viable solution. We don't want to do it the rest of our lives, but it's nice that we have this option and this opportunity. So was this something that, I mean, immediately when you knew that everything was shut down, everybody got together to brainstorm or did one person come up with this? Because um, it it just a lot of people are doing these now for just entertainment as well as for uh, organizations. Right. And that was that was the thing, which is interesting, is to find a way to monetize it. That was part of the brainstorming thing was people are so used to getting everything online for free. I can go to YouTube, I can look here, I can look there, but we needed to be able to find a way to monetize it. So for instance, when we did, we had Ryan McCartan, who was in the cast of Frozen, interview different people and he kind of hosted it. And he was perfect because he was sincere, he spoke to the different actors, and he mentioned Broadway Cares regularly enough to remind people to go to the web to look at it, but without it being overwhelming, that you weren't being hit over the head with it. And there was a little mm-hmm. chyron at the bottom of the screen that would tell you. So so we had a lot of people. I don't, I don't know who the first one was that thought, oh, let's do something online. Mm-hmm. Almost from the beginning, it's been happening. And it's, it's a great comfort to people like me who, I'm at my house by myself here in the desert, but I can turn on my TV and stream to my Apple TV and see my friends from, say, Disney on Broadway or my friend Celia Keenan Bolger when she did Lips Together, Teeth, teeth Apart. Uh, for the 29th of this month, we're going to be streaming Cheetah Rivera, a legendary celebration. It was her 80th birthday some years back, and mm-hmm. she did a concert for Broadway Cares. So we're going to put that online. We're going to add new interviews with her and people in it, and that will be another fundraiser for Broadway Cares. So we're really lucky that we have some of the stuff to pull from. We've had to cancel Broadway Bears this year and Fire Island Dance Festival. So we're looking at other ways to promote those. Is it a, is it a retrospective? Is it something virtual? Is it you know, interviews with Jerry Mitchell, the creator things? So it's, it's a whole completely different world. I'm learning words and phrases. I, I didn't know what Slack was <laughs> a couple of months ago. Yeah, Boy, I understand. I'm all over Slack. I sit there when I'm on a phone call and I sit there with a piece of paper on my right hand and I just write words I don't understand. What does that mean? What is Hightail? What's this? What's WebEx? And so I'm just going through them and, and teaching myself because you can sit here in this pandemic and be upset and sad, which are all valid things, but you can complain, but I realize that's not going to get me anywhere. That's not going to change anything. I could sit here and say, I don't understand this technology, or I can say, Okay, let me figure out this technology and what do I need to do to understand it, to make it work, which is what I've been doing, which is a lot of our office is doing. We have people in our office from our 20s up to our 60s, and everybody is learning a new way to do things, which I think is fantastic. Uh, it's it just blows my mind how many people are really jumping on this way to not only for their own entertainment, but to help so many other charities like Feeding America, like Broadway Cares. And are you seeing um, or noticing more high profile celebrities that are, when you ask, they're like, of course, or are you seeing oh, them go yeah. hemming the horn? Yeah. Well, for instance, with Bette Midler, you know, she, she introduced the Mother's Day thing and she's also now given us a matching grant. She's going to match donations up to a hundred thousand dollars because wow. when she was on Broadway and Hello Dolly, she would stop the applause and talk about Broadway Cares, and we would be out there with the red buckets. And so she knows what it is. Whenever Celeb- Hugh Jackman started this whole thing, I, in my mind, really, for us back in 2003, 
when he was doing Boy From Oz, it was his first time on Broadway, and back then he would stop the applause and sell the undershirt off his back. And that started the thing that other celebrities would see that and think, oh, I want to do that. Tom Hanks has done it. I mean, everybody who comes to Broadway participates. When Hugh was doing the play with Daniel Craig back in 2009, A Steady Rain, he told Daniel, hey, why don't I do this fundraising thing after the show for six weeks? Daniel said, mm, I don't know. Let me see. Um, okay, I'll give it a try for maybe a week. He had so much fun. They did it for the whole six weeks. They turned it into another act. They would come out and have a glass of wine or a Cosmo. Hugh would talk about Broadway Cares. Daniel would go into the audience. I was there the night. It was the Actors Fund performance where they were doing a ninth show that week, and all the money was going to, to the Actors Fund. But they were still auctioning off the T-shirts for Broadway Cares. So he was on stage, opens up his denim shirt that he was wearing as a cop. Underneath it, he has what we call a wife beater. And he had two red sequin tassels on. They did it on during the whole show. And he starts spinning and made them twirl. Daniel Craig fell off his chair. He was laughing so hard. And he said, oh my I'm so gosh. glad I didn't see that during the show. And during that point, when he was talking about Broadway Cares and auction, Daniel Craig is running into the audience, whispering in the lady's ears, because I was right behind one of them. He said, you know you want it. And this woman <laughs> just almost exploded. I mean, how many times did you get James Bond whispering in her ears? Something like Broadway wow. Cares. So you're really lucky with levels of celebrity support that we've had over the years. It is amazing. And we all just wish you the best because, I mean, Broadway theaters, even the, the small theaters all across the country, they're hurting. And you do right. so so many great things for, for people, uh, not just, you know, not just the entertainment value, but just what you're doing for charity. Uh, it, it's wonderful. So if people want to support Broadway Cares, Equity Fights AIDS, go to uh, it's broadwaycares.org. Is that right, Frank? That's exactly. It'll tell you about everything we've got coming up, about the different COVID funds we have, because Bobby has been raising money for us for years. Bobby and I first met when she was on The Bold and the Beautiful, and I was the guest of her director, our mutual friend Cindy, at one of the Emmy Awards. And then Bobby came over to All My Children, and Broadway Cares and ABC Daytime did so many concerts raising money for them. And it was a blast because people like Bobby and Vincent Irizarry and Kathy Breyer got to step out of being a soap star and being a Broadway star for one night. Wow. It was one of the highlights of my stay in New York was doing uh, those shows for you on Broadway in those big Broadway theaters. It, it just was a thrill. Oh, so much fun. Yeah, so, so much fun. Frank, you, thank you yeah. so much for being our guest today. And we wish you... Just all the best in your continuing efforts to fundraise for Broadway Cares, Equity Fights AIDS. I'm I hope so this, happy uh, to be a part of it. Yes. Thank you. Thanks, Frank. Thank you so much for including me. Thanks for thinking of me. Have a great day, y'all. You too. Okay. Thank you. All right. So there's more Pop City after this on iHubRadio.com. I can testify that this resort compares favorably with the French Riviera in every department. Palm Springs is where it swings. You're going places with Bobby and Melissa. It's Pop City. On iHub Radio. Hey, Hey, that was fun with Frank. Gosh, he could... Uh... Tell a nice long story. It was perfect. He's, yeah, no, he's good. Uh, he he's great at what he does, and such a 
wonderful, wonderful guy. Uh, he, uh, I think his family had a home in the desert, has had a home in the desert for many, many years. So he's uh, sort of a, a resident here. He's bi-coastal. And uh, he called uh, the other day to, to say, you know, I'd love to see you while I'm out here sometime. <laughs> and I said, I moved. He had no idea. Aww. But... Uh, yeah. No, but I love his passion about what he's doing. There's so much energy about it. Good for him. You got to keep like that. They're really, yeah. Yeah. yeah it sounds gotta... like they're adapting. And I'm sure you're having to do the same thing with. with yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to grab some of his ideas, though. But um, how long ago was it that you did something for him? When was that, did oh he say? Uh, well, I think we did the last one in 2011. Mm, okay. Yeah. And then all my children and One Life to Live were both canceled, so uh, they stopped uh, doing those. But uh, Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS is still doing plenty of other fundraisers, as you heard, and uh, oh, wish them I, all the best. Yes, yes, I feel bad for everybody on Broadway and in any theater at this moment, but I know Broadway, I don't think, is coming back till September. Yeah. So that's it's just hard heartbreaking. Yeah. Hard Gosh. to believe. So now you've been busy with your uh, working with your father on mm-hmm. the biography of V.C. Andrews. Yes, we are. I'm doing the research on V.C. And what I mean by research is that I'm getting all of her letters that she might have written, things that she might have jotted down, some private diary, um, and then the remaining family members are giving some interviews. So I'm just trying to piece together some information, and she always alluded to some interesting facts about why she wrote what she wrote, so we're trying to find out if uh, some of the weird things are true. And, uh, wow. Yeah. It, it, it's kind of fun, actually. Now, at first, I was like, oh, this is so overwhelming. But um, now I'm finding it interesting. So, yeah, having a good time with that. And I just sent it to my dad, and he's the one who's going to put it all together in magical words. So, <laughs> okay. Let's hope we don't kill each other before then, though. <laughs> no, no, it's interesting. No, you've got a special relationship, the two. Well, your whole family is very close, and you yes. do seem to work really well together. You've been working with your dad for a long time. Yes, actually. Uh, I mean, my, I've got my mom as well, and um, my former sister-in-law, Shannon, who I still call my sister. All of us were always there to help with my dad's editing and research and, you know, giving ideas like, you know, I have to realize he writes most, I mean, all of V.C. Andrew comes from a woman's point of view, first of all. And then some of his own books, um, he needed to just be updated on things that were happening socially that he wasn't a part of. So, yeah, we've all been, we've all been helping him along. So, yeah, it's definitely a family affair. It's a family organization <laughs> and you do it well. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. He, yeah, he's got another book coming out. Uh, what did I say? June? The end of June thirtieth. June, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. June thirtieth. So that's a VC book from and the Doppelganger series. Yeah. So yes, it's from the Flower in the Attic family. For those who don't know it, and it goes uh, into the characters and what you know they were really thinking and some background information. So it's um it's it's actually doing well. <laughs> you know, everybody's reading right now. It's a reading and watching wow. TV. So of course it's going to be doing well. So that's great. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Right. No, people are rediscovering books. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that amazing. Yeah. Do you, you, maybe get smarter. Do you, 
Do you read a lot? Do you read a lot? I or? I do. I do. And I have been even more so. Um, I getting I, I you know, I love TV and I love movies, but books are something I feel like I can escape into much better than the TV or the movie, you know? There's nothing like it. There's yeah. just nothing like it when I get a good book. I mean, sometimes I'll pick up a book and I can't get into it. And even though I'll, I try and try and try and uh, sometimes I just abandon whatever it is if it doesn't really grab me. But when there's a great book and I get into it, I just cannot wait to sit down with it. And, you know, yeah. uh, you get you get completely lost in it. You I, do, I, I love exactly. It. Yeah, exactly. That's how you I have feel. any recommendations for any books right now? Um, I, I do, but I'd probably be embarrassed to say them on air because they're not really quality, quality books. Um, I've been just reading a series of books by a woman named Emily Giffen, G-I-F-F-E-N or I-N, um, E-N. I just, I don't know. I, 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 the reason I'm doing those kind of books is because I am determined to write the book that I want to write. And, uh, she has kind of idea that I'm going with. So trying to get some inspiration through her. Uh huh. You know. And so what's I, keeping you from uh, from fear? Of yeah. Fear. <laughs> it's the You're fear. So <laughs> You're so honest. You're so honest. You know, it's like you, know, you have somebody, family, somebody in show business that's a parent, and you're, you know, you're always nervous about, am I going to be good enough? You know, am I going to be criticized? So. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. You never know. And I, you know, my idea is like, oh, I want to bring this person in my book and this person in my book. And then I realize, oh, that friend's going to be mad at me if I don't change the name. Will they remember what they did? Are they going to be mad when they figure out it's them? <laughs> so, yeah. So all- your your novel idea is based on a true story, based on true stories. It's Yeah, it's based on, well, I don't know about true stories because... Yeah, no, let's not say true story because this could be bad. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's not. It's inspired by, by. actual events, inspired exactly. by events that may or may not have occurred. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, you know, oh. now that we're in the business of touring and music, it has a little bit of that in there. So, oh yeah, you have a lot more to add to that stuff mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. That is true. So I uh, I hope that you can make it through another week. How many weeks has it been so far that you've been doing the remodeling? Uh, it's been two weeks. Wow. And uh, four weeks to go, they say. I have a feeling it's going to be longer than that, only because I've had uh, some problems picking things out. And they're waiting on me right now for, you know, to, uh. to, to the next to the next step. But this is just a phenomenal crew. I'm, I'm really lucky. David just uh, did a little research since we really don't know too many people here in Savannah. He did some research and uh, this company is fantastic. So, of course, it's only two weeks in. So, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are, you, are you documenting it or not? I'm documenting. I'm taking pictures. Yeah. I'm not keeping a diary and I really should be keeping a diary as well. But I am taking a lot of pictures and videos. Well, you so. should because it'd be interesting to see the beginning. Oh, I'm so excited. I can't believe we're doing this. this is great. And then you're at the three week. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I want to kill someone. <laughs> <laughs> How long did it take you to do your bathroom? Oh, way longer than he said. <laughs> way, way longer. And it costs a little more than he said, too. So, yeah. you know, it happens. I was I warned. I was warned. But, yeah. Well, I'm hoping that. Uh, Years goes smoother, 
and Thank that you. you can you and David can tolerate each other in the small space you have to live in. <laughs> well, we are. We're doing good so far, and I can't wait for it all to be done so that you can come out and visit. I know. And luckily, you guys are able to get out and about there, so I'm jealous. Yep. We're going out tonight. I'll tell you all about it on uh, next week's Pop City. So we'll see you next week. Yay. All right. 